Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. GEICO could help you get great coverage at a great price. And it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. Today's opening tip, Paul Pierce making his virtual courtside (laughs) debut yesterday (laughs) afternoon during Blazers Celtics. Paul, this was amazing. You were right next to Deuce. I mean, uh, it's great. Jason Tatum's son and you taking in a game. How did it compare to being there in real life? Oh my gosh, being there, I had a ton of emotions. The Celtics were up 20 plus points and they blew the lead. I couldn't contain myself. I started laying down, ripping out my hair. I'm sitting next to to Mama Kimball Walker. She couldn't take it either, man. It was stressful, it was stressful. I'm just trying to see why I didn't get an invite. Talk about that Bluetooth, Pete. Talk hey, about him, Bluetooth. Hey, That's you got to get your tickets early. It's limited seating down there, Perk. It's limited seating. <laughs> I think he just pulled the finals MVP card on you, Perk. He's like, no, no, no. I'm the one who has that extra trophy from the championship year. <laughs> yep. That's typical, Paul. welcome guys to the jump i'm rachel nichols down here in the nba bubble at walt disney world i am joined by aforementioned nba champions kendrick perkins paul pierce don't worry perk we'll get you in there for the next celtics game coming up on this show we'll talk about whether we should be riding riot rocket stock after their impressive wins over the mavs and bucks this past weekend paul and perk are going to chime in on whether they are bullish on houston later in the show first though Our own Adrian Wojnarowski reporting earlier today that the NBA has made a change to its coronavirus protocols. So basically, if a player gets back an inconclusive test result, previously they would have to be out for 48 hours while they got two negative tests. The new protocol means that they can return within 24 hours. So Paul, if, if you were playing in the bubble, how worried would you be about either one of these inconclusive tests or false positive test results? coming on a day where even within the 24 hours, it keeps you from a big playoff game. Yeah, absolutely. That is a major, major change because if it could keep somebody from a playoff game, that can shift the tide in a whole series. So I'm glad they changed the protocol for an inconclusive test because from what I'm hearing, there's been a few of them today. And so if you can have a player come back and test negative, and be back within 24 hours, that's a big plus because one game could cost you a series. If you lose that player like a Jimmy Butler, a key guy uh, for your team, that could cost you a playoff series. So I'm glad the NBA is doing what's right. Listen, they're learning as they go, and I I like the change. Yeah. Now, you're absolutely right, though, P. And I think that's a huge change, and it's a good change because it could affect a a team in the playoffs, and it could cost a – a team of uh, series, if one of their key guys have uh, a test that, that's exclusive, inclusive and, and then all of a sudden you have to sit for 48 hours. Now just sitting for 24 hours is better. But I love, like I said, Adam Silver is a player's commissioner. So they, that's a great job, once again, of the Players Association and the NBA communicating, coming together, and figuring out the problem, along with all the other people in the health department. So that was a great job by them. And they haven't they haven't talked exactly what the protocol shift would be, although I know that they've been employing on things that are inconclusive or false positives. Then they do that really significant up-the-nose test to really make sure that everybody here is healthy. And part of this is just dealing with the virus. Some of it isn't going to feel fair, right? If there is a positive and they have to wait and see that it's a false positive or an inconclusive test result, 
there's only so much they can do. I don't think that they, in good conscience, can send someone out into the bubble to play against other players with the idea that they don't know for sure. But I do worry it's going to come at a bad time. If it's the 24 hours of an off day, that's one thing. If it's the 24 mm. hours that the inconclusive comes on the morning of a game six, like that guy will still miss that game six. So I think it's unavoidable to a degree. Again, you can't send a guy out that you think might be sick, but it is something to watch even with this shortened protocol. All right, guys, I want to take a few live highlights from Raptors Heat. This was this afternoon. This game's tipped off about an hour and a half ago. Hey, Kyle Lowry. Hi. Nice wave. Thank you. First quarter, Norm Powell with the dunk. And later, mm. he finds Pascal Siakam for the alley-oop. These guys are going hot. And then Jimmy Butler, two-way action with the steal, gets the layup. And then in the second, Fred Van Vliet hits the three-pointer. A lot of fun with these Eastern Conference rivals here, and we can do a live look-in on the action as well. So guys, as we're watching these teams play and we watch Nick Nurse on the sidelines here, news came out this morning, he finished third in the NBA coaches vote for coach of the year. Mike Budenholzer and Billy Donovan tied for the most votes. Nurse came in one vote behind both of them. Now this is different from the coach of the year award from the NBA. That award is decided by the media, but this was voted by the coaches, for the coaches, about the coaches. Perk, should Nick Nurse feel snubbed by his own people here? Yes. Listen, the Raptors are in a better situation than what they were last year after losing their best player in Kawhi Leonard, after losing another starter in Danny Green. And now they have a better record. They're ranked number three overall defensively. Guys know their roles. Nick Nurse has done a great job. And they have done they have dealt with a ton of injuries. So if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm pissed off at my other coaches. I, I mean my other fellow coaches. I'm mad because to be honest, he's the coach of the year. The Raptors have the third best record in the uh, NBA. No one except for yours truly sitting right here, Rachel thought that the Raptors would be where they at right now. No one else thought of that when the season first started. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. He's done a magnificent job. I mean, you feature in one all-star, uh, and you're in second place in the Eastern Conference. Like you said, third best record overall. Nobody expected the Raptors to be in this position, especially after losing Kawhi Leonard. You thought they would be somewhat of a letdown. I thought what they would make the playoffs. I didn't think they would be in the position that they are right now. And if you take John Wall and Bradley Bill out the equation, the Raptors have the second best backcourt behind Kimba, behind, behind, behind Kimba Ah, ah, gotta get that out. Behind Kevin Walker. <laughs> and I like to call him Bruno Mars, but he cut his hair Tatum, Tatum. And so they're very underrated. <laughs> this is an underrated backcourt. So it I'm glad is, Jason see? cut his Bruno Mars yes. cut off, and, and now he's back yes. to being him. But hey, this is the second best backcourt. You guys have heard Jason Tatum say that when he gets a fresh. At. Well, you guys have heard Paul Jason Tatum say when he gets a fresh cut, he feels like he's top five in the league. So that's where that haircut came from. <laughs> no more Bruno Mars, Tatum. Let's go. I like the Tatum that was averaging 30. P, I do want to get you on the Raptors more in general, though. After what you saw against the Lakers, you're singing their praises. Would you put them in the same tier, Paul, as the Bucks coming out of the East? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got the bigs that can match up with Giannis inside to prevent them from getting all those paint points. I mean, this team has got championship DNA. We're talking about, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks got the best record, the best player, great defense, but these are the champs. And don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. 
Yeah. Now, P, I'm right, I'm right there with you. And listen, you know who the Toronto Raptors this year remind me of? The 2004 Detroit Pistons. Because mm. they are feisty on the defensive yes. end. Yes, yes, a good when call. I, 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 I've never seen a team, I've never seen a team that is happy to play defense. They don't even care about the offensive end. They pass up good shots to get great shots. They don't care who's shining in that game. They, they, the enthusiasm and the feistiness that they have on the defensive end is really better than any other team in the league, and they pride themselves on defense. They have all the pieces that they need in a feisty backcourt. They have great rim protection with Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol. Hey, I, I really love this Toronto Raptors team, Rachel, and that's why I'm picking them to come out of the East. See, Perk, Perk, they are Perk's big. Perk is riding them the whole way. Absolutely. Look, I, I will say this. Don't teams, you guys say, always tell me, like, take after their leader? What is Kyle Lowry's signature play, right? It, it's not really a pass or a shot. It's taking a charge, right? That's what we mm-hmm. think of him, is that he goes in there and gives his body up all the time. To me, that is the character of the Toronto Raptors. Mm. They are not afraid to mix it up. They take the Chargers, they play D, and they are definitely contenders this year, a chance to repeat. All right, coming up, after seeing Kawhi's reaction to a sneak little bunny ears attack from Marcus Morris, um, where is Kawhi on the fungi scale? These are important questions. Um, <laughs> make or miss, next on the jump, stick with us. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy geico Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. The Jump is brought to you by Corona Premier. Lower carbs, lower calories, 100% Corona. And now let's check out who is in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Being off so long and be able to come back, start off with a win is big for us. Um, that's what I'm out there to do, just be myself, be the best TJ Warren I can be. And my teammates allow me to do that. Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> make, miss. It's a make or miss league, baby. That's it. Love the yeah, fun guy, make tomfoolery during the Clips blowout over the Pelicans. Marcus Morris tried to give Kawhi some bunny ears. Kawhi, gentlemen, was not amused, but Perk, is he still a fun guy? Rachel, listen, you know, that's that's called teaching the Morris to win championship habits. We don't play like that when you're trying to win a ring. Kawhi ain't with all those games. <laughs> Come on, man, they're up 20 points. Let's have a little fun. Let's enjoy this victory. Come on, Kawhi. Was we know you locked hey, in. Was, was we having fun with KG? Oh, that's a good hey, question. I remember, I remember when we was up 20, we was dancing on the sideline of Gino. So I don't want to hear that. <laughs> 
Miss passing. Some questionable possessions going on in the bubble. First, Cameron Payne calls his own number, and it, it just it does not go well. <laughs> yeah. How many and, dribbles he get? What is he doing? And Kyle Kuzma doing the same here. They look like man, me on that dribble uh, rule, man. Man, they look like me doing that uh, Phil Handy 94 feet dribbling drill, man. Pass the ball. <laughs> Players should be limited to six dribbles per possession. <laughs> you know, I mean, you gotta try on. things out in these seeding games. Sometimes it doesn't always go your way. Make denials. Let's move on to Raptors Lakers. Timeout on the floor. Guys, all Nick Nurse wanted was a high five or two high fives. And <laughs> no one's interested in giving him any five fives. Did he? Did he play it off okay here? Yeah, he played it off. <laughs> Come cool. on, Nick. You got. You're not in the players' peripheral. You got to get in front of them, man. They can't see you, man. Come on. That's the art of no, you got to know the art of giving dap out. You got to get into a player's per peripheral. He couldn't see you, man. Well, I like the Phil Jackson one is always good. These are some classics, but Nick Nurse doing this on his head is, is not, not bad there. <laughs> All right, guys, Miss Awareness. This is the end of the third quarter. Still five seconds left in Nets whiz, and Brooklyn's TLC gets desperate, chucks up an air ball. P Paul, what, what happened here? Come on, young fella. You got to know time and score out here. Come on. What you doing? <laughs> Not you the gotta first have time. awareness. Yeah, not the first time we've had someone not know time and score. I didn't necessarily expect it from him, but you know, it happens. Make <laughs> barbershops. Paul, I know you're interested in this one. After Jason Tatum's 218 game versus the Bucks, he got a haircut. Then he dropped 34 yeah, points on 11 of 22 versus Portland in the Celtics win. Oh, yeah, you that's what I'm the saying. Haircut. Yeah, he cut that Bruno Mars off. And let's get to some basketball. <laughs> Come on now. We're not yeah, out here. Man, look. <laughs> hey, 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 Rachel, we can't be having that temptatious look. Jason Tatum, no That's just like a player changing his shoes at halftime. You got to feel good about yourself. <laughs> he said in the past, fresh cut makes him feel top five in the league. So I don't know why he wasn't visiting the barbershop from day one here, but he's, it's all good. He's there now. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about the Rockets because they had a great weekend with wins over the Mavs Ooh. and the Bucks. James Harden dropped 49 points on Friday and then on Sunday, woo, came up big defensively. He picked up a season-high six steals. And in the last two minutes against the Bucks, Harden stole the ball from Giannis and defended him so well in the post. Now afterward, James played it all down a bit. Take a listen. Did you prove something with your defense in those possessions? <laughs> no, I don't have nothing to prove to anybody. Uh, you know, nothing to say. How difficult it was to defend Giannis Antetokounmpo? Nice question. So this, of course, all stems from the fact that earlier in the year around the All-Star game, Giannis made a joke on television that they're just going to, on his team for the All-Star, he's just going to go to whoever Harden was defending. That's who he'd pass the ball to. Harden, of course, <laughs> has said some stuff back to him. But the last word is always on the basketball court, right, guys? So, Perk, what do you think yeah. it meant to James to step on the defensive end like he did, especially against a guy who had made fun of his defense on national television? Well, Rachel, I'm going to tell you, I've been impressed with James Harden in this whole bubble. Right, his energy level, 
the way he's been bringing it on the defensive end. We already know that he's a walking bucket, but this is part of the reason that they traded for Russell Westbrook. Not only because of what Russell Westbrook brings on the court for as his basketball skills, but his mindset. The great Kobe Bryant blessed him with that Mamba mentality. When you're on the team with Russ, he gives you that swagger. And right now, James got. James would have never did this last year, what he did to Giannis in the fourth. He wanted to guard, he wanted to guard Giannis last night, and he did a hell of a job doing it. So kudos to James Harden. Losing that weight, he looks great. His mind is in the right place, and I'm loving everything I'm seeing from the Brodies right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, I, I look at James, and I, I commend his leadership throughout anything. You know, We know he's a bucket getter. We know what he does in that category. But this is leadership, coming to the bubble in better shape, making a commitment to the defensive end. You know what? It flows through all the Rockets. When you see James Harden getting after, you know what Russ is going to do. Then the other guys is going to get after. When I look at this team, they're dangerous because what they lack in size, they make up in heart. And James is taking the lead mm. in that category. And the Rockets are going to be dangerous moving forward. And what's most impressive is how they won these last two games versus Dallas. These were come from behind wins in the fourth quarter. With Dallas, they were trailing by like five or six points under a minute. And against the Milwaukee Bucks. They were down six to eight points with like three minutes to go. And they stepped up on a defensive end and got it done. Well, that's what I'm saying. How can you win? How can you win a game? Like that's all hard. You you miss 43s. You get out rebounded by 29 rebounds, and you find a way to gut it out and win the game. By the way, in those two games, they are plus 20 in the fourth quarter in ha in overtime. That's phenomenal. Yeah, look, guys, I, I did the sidelines for the Mavericks-Rockets game, and one thing that really impressed me, that game went into overtime, was the highest-scoring first half, by the way, between the two teams in 30 years. So it was a game where there was a mm. lot of pace, guys running up and down the floor, and I would say in a game that went into overtime in the week or two before an NBA playoffs, typically you would start looking at James Harden in previous years and say, is he going to run out of gas? How much energy does he have? What's his conditioning after playing so many minutes through the season? But that's why this scenario is going to be such an amazing opportunity to see James on four months rest going into a playoff situation. He was as, as, as ready to go in the overtime as he was in the first quarter. You know, guys, he told me that he likes to run stadium steps when he's at home, but you can't do that here because of the way they have everything sanitized. So he has been running the steps in the stairwell of his hotel room. It's only five floors, so he goes up five, down five, up five, down five. But you, you can tell in these games, you can see him. So I think a lot of people are buying Rocket stock right now. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I know you two already own it, so I'm not worried about the two of you. Coming up, Joel Embiid and Shake Milton had a little argument on the sidelines this weekend. We will discuss whether that's something, nothing, or everything. Stick around on the jump. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. 
We've got a great NBA doubleheader for you guys tonight. John Moran and the Grizz taking on Zion and the Pelicans at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. And then LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the Lakers squaring off against Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and the Jazz. I'll be on that game, so I'll see you guys there. And our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown, 6 o'clock Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. All right, packed weekend, y'all, with so much hoops. We have so much to discuss, so it feels like a good time to play a little round of something, nothing, or everything. Let's start with the Pelicans, because they have not quite lived up to expectations in the bubble so far. Zion has had a strict limit put on his minutes, and after a 23-point loss to the Clippers, New Orleans is 0-2. Playoff hopes dwindled a little bit there. Now look, Paul, we didn't necessarily expect them to beat the Clippers. The Clippers are one of the favorites for the NBA title. But still, is this rough start something, nothing, or everything? It's everything. For a team scrapping to get into the eighth spot, I expected them to play a little harder than they did. You should never have that problem with a young team such as the Pelicans. That should be the last thing on their mind, them playing hard, regardless of what's going on out there. So that's everything to me, them getting blown out by the Clippers from just effort, just effort from what I saw. Yeah, P, I'm right there with you, Rachel. It's everything. I mean, first of all, I think we got different plans for the Pelicans than what they got for themselves because the way that they because the way that they came out the other, the other night against the Clippers, I don't think they trying to make the playoffs. They got a first round pick this year. They might be trying to tank to get a lottery pick. That's the way it seems. Zion don't look like he's in the best of shape. He's not playing inspiring basketball. His minutes are down. I don't know what the Pelicans are doing. I was betting that they was gonna get to the eighth spot or or the ninth spot and fight for the eighth spot, but now I don't know what's going on. They might be trying to get the lottery pick now. (laughs) Well, it's hard to say. They do have an easier schedule going forward than any other team, and that's based off the fact that they had the easiest schedule going forward when the NBA shut down. So there's still room for them to make up a little bit of time. Portland has a really difficult schedule, although we have seen them be huge fighters, to your guys' point about effort, in their first couple games. Remember, someone only needs to get within four games of the Memphis Grizzlies. And if it's more than one team, whatever team is closer to the Memphis Grizzlies will be able to force those play-in games. And then the lower seed would have to win two games in a row of a play-in scenario. The upper seed, assuming it's the Grizzlies, would only have to win one. So we will see how that goes. We did get a possible first-round playoff preview, though, this weekend, and that wasn't very pretty, gentlemen. The Thunder were up 24 on the Jazz at halftime. They cruised to an easy victory. These two teams could easily meet in the first round, given how close 3-6 through are in the West standings. Now, it's just one game, but Kendrick, is the Thunder beating up on the Jazz something, nothing, or everything? It's nothing. Listen, it may be something to the rest of the world, but it's nothing to me. Because guess who had the Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs this year? Right here, Rachel, Mr. Perkins. I had them in the playoffs, so it don't surprise me that they went, that they smacked up Utah. The Thunder have a good team. They have an MVP candidate in Chris Paul. They have great young guys with a mixture of old vets and a great center, and they're well coached. So it's nothing to me because I expect that out of the Thunder. Well, it's something to me, Perk, because I did not expect this out of the Thunder. One thing you have to say is when you look at the Thunder's roster, they're hard to scout. You know, you look at most teams like the Lakers are like, we got to slow down LeBron and AD, the Bucks, We got to slow down Giannis. 
Who do you slow down for OKC? Chris Paul can have a big night. Schroeder can have a big night. Gallinari. Uh, Kid Gilchrist. I mean, not Kid Gilchrist, but uh, Shea Alexander. You know, these guys are, are doing it with balance. They're doing it with teamwork. And yeah. they're flying under the radar. They're not getting any respect because these guys are balling. They're playing hard every night. That's nothing we have to question about the OKC Thunder. They're just so much fun to watch. Shea Gildress Alexander, Dennis Schroeder, a six-man-of-the-year candidate. He has been great. Mm. Now, he did leave the bubble today. His wife was having a baby. He's been talking since he got here about the fact that he'd be making a, a short exit and coming back. That is an excused absence, so they will not have him for their next game, and they'll have to see <laughs> when he's able to make it back. Once he does get back, he will have to do four days of quarantining in his room, but this was all expected, and I guess getting out of the way before the playoffs start for the Thunder, so we'll move on. For them now. I want to get to the Sixers though because their new starting lineup is off to a little bit of a bumpy start. Philly had eight turnovers in the first quarter, which led to a heated exchange between Joel Embiid and Shake Milton. Now, Embiid did go on to score 41 points, and he said later after the game, hey, teammates talk like this all the time. We were just working something out, but the Sixers did not win the game, Paul. Is this a little sideline issue? Something, nothing, or everything? It's everything. You know, I think the uh, 76ers really lack leadership over there. Um, you know, at times they look like world beaters and other times they look like they can lose in the first round. And, and so uh, it's everything to me. You, you don't have to ask me, Rachel. You know how I feel about the 76ers. It's everything. The one thing that they have a problem with and that they struggle with is what? Chemistry. So right there, they're showing me that it's chemistry problems. Joel Embiid, you have to be a better leader as a franchise player. You have to guide the young fella. Not yell at him, he's gonna make mistakes. This is a new role for him. He's a starting role with two all-stars. Talk to him, pull him to the side. Don't embarrass him. This is everything to me because Philly is the last team that need to be dealing with these type of issues or having uh, you know, little disputes on the sideline because they already have chemistry issues already. It's going to be so interesting to see if this team comes together in the bubble and being together all the time forces them to like each other more or if it just splinters them apart. We will find out. <laughs> all right, guys, coming up in the latest installment of The Bubble Chronicles here on The Jump, I'm going to take you into like the it. underground like world <laughs> of NBA referee pickup sports inside the bubble here at Walt Disney World. Viewer discretion is advised. That's all I'm going to say. First, though, <laughs> here is what the jump recommends for today. ESPN.com NBA Power Rankings. Head over to find out where all 22 teams stand after opening weekend inside the bubble. The jump will be right back. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. When you live in a bubble, you're around everyone 24-7, and you find out things about people that you normally wouldn't know by just seeing them in their regular buttoned-up work life. Take referee Scott Foster. We all know how serious he is on the court. But it turns out he and some of the referees have a whole other secret life. 
It starts with this. These guys are out here for three hours a day from 9 a.m. to noon each morning. And this is right in the middle of everyone's hotel room. They set up this net, they tape the court, and they're playing a sport called pickleball. Can you explain what pickleball is to people who don't know? Um, basically, it's a combination of racquetball, tennis, ping pong, uh, you name it, right? Thing with paddle or racket. And um, it's, uh, it's basically just a lot of fun. How hard was it to convince all these other guys to take up a sport that clearly you're a ringer at? <laughs> yeah, so they've all been teasing me when I first started playing, like, did I beat Gertrude and Harry today? You know, 85-year-old right. guys. And I was just like, well, come on out and play Gertrude see and Harry like. and see what it's like. The moment we got out of quarantine, I think the net was set up like an hour later. So we've been, we've been obsessed with this. This has been a nice little morning workout. Oh, good shot. Good shot. You know that playing a game with four professional referees is most people's nightmare, right? Because we just assume that you're calling everything all the time. Do you let anything go ever? We're actually super fair. I mean, we're like, if there's any doubt at all, do it over. We're all about fairness. Yeah, we have like these cracks. I mean, like center court has, you know, some imperfections. So <laughs> cracks become do-overs. We have had some arguments on what the calls are as far as the lines, and, and they have accused me of making up rules as we go. Do any of the players know about your secret pickleball habit? Yeah, I think yeah, we see them walking by. More coaches have come by kind of you know, curious about what's going on. I think the coaches have kind of figured it out as you see them on their like morning walks. It's pretty intense. It's kind of funny they brought it up a couple times when we've been on the floor. Well, maybe by the end of the NBA quarantine here in Orlando, we will have a full court of NBA pickleballers. Until then, the refs have the floor. And welcome back to The Jump. That was so much fun to hang out with those guys, and we will keep bringing you more bubble chronicles in the coming days and weeks. Now, I want to get to some more serious news. Very unfortunate. The Magic announced last night that forward Jonathan Isaac tore his left ACL against the Kings. Mm. Isaac suffered the injury in the fourth <clears throat> quarter, immediately falling to the floor, clutching his knee. It was only his second game back since he hyperextended his left knee on January 1st. Mm. He thanked everyone for their positive wishes on Twitter today, so that is something I know he will work hard to get back from. And It's been quite a few days, guys, for Isaac. This is not related to the injury at all, but on Friday, Isaac got attention for choosing not to kneel in unison with his teammates during the national anthem or to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Myers Leonard also chose to stand for the anthem on Saturday. Uh, Perk, if either of these guys was your teammate, how would you handle that? Well, I mean, as long as I know where their heart is, Rachel, I always said this time and time again, even on this show, that you can't tell someone how to fight the fight. Long as they're fighting the same fight you are, you can't tell a person how to make a stance, but you, long as you know where their heart is, I have no problem with it. At the end of the day, long as they believe, they believe in the same thing that I'm, I'm believing in, they could do however, go around, go around whatever they want to go about doing things. I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not really quite sure how I react, but the thing is, when I look at it as a teammate, I just wish we would do things in unity. And I'm sure they had this discussion before it all went down, but as a teammate, you know, I just wish we can always do things in unity. It's almost like when you come to that huddle and we all used to put our fists in, if it was that one guy standing out, I'd be like, you know, come on, bring it in. But, uh, 
you know, I don't know what the reasoning behind the guys that stood up. I just wish we all do it in unity because it looks like we're all together. You know, the NBA is one big fraternity. And so, mm. and especially within your team. So, you know, there has to be some discussions going on on why you chose to stand, but I don't know those reasons. And so, but I just wish things was done in unity. Is it the type of thing that could cause friction in a locker room over time? Or do you think that guys, as long as they feel they know what the, that player's deal is, they'll be fine going forward? No, no, well, no, it's not going to be none of that because this is small things because there's bigger fish to fry out here, you know, as far as players using their platform uh, for what's right and players using their platform to, to get their message out. So I don't think it's something that will be talked about and then we move on from it. Yeah, you're right, Pete. But, but the thing is, you want to know why. And I'm pretty sure he explained to everyone why in the locker room and they was okay with it. But like Paul said, it's really not a good look when you see it, all your teammates and coaches doing one thing and you're doing another, you you know, you kind of look standoffish. And P is right. It's just like getting in the huddle and putting your fist in there and you have that one guy who just standing in the back of the huddle and not really all in. Not saying that he isn't, but it's just not a good look for what we're trying to stand for. And he's right. We are fraternity and we are brotherhood. Well, to your point, guys, both of you, both of those young men talked about how they wanted to support the cause in different ways. Myers Leonard in particular talking about his family in the military who felt that kneeling during the anthem represented something different and that he wanted to pay tribute to both things by wearing the shirt, but also standing for the anthem. And Perk, to your point, I guess the guys seem OK with it and, and they will move forward from there as one unit. All right, guys, coming up, LeBron James averaging 18 points per game on 38 percent from the field in the bubble. Is there any cause for concern? Is it just Russ? Is it something else? We'll be right back to discuss. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy geico Eat. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. Tuesday from the IMG Academy Wubble in Bradenton, Florida. The Mercury taking on the Atlanta Dream at 70 Eastern. And then the Sun square off against the Storm on ESPN2 and the ESPN app. All right, guys, let's check back in on Raptors Heat because it's a close game. Just minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Now, Paul, you aren't sold on the Heat. But, you know, Raptors are up 98-92. Why don't you think the Heat can make it all the way? Well, I heard Perk this morning talking about he got the heat over the Bucks, and I'm like, I couldn't believe my ears when I heard that. Let me tell what? you something. What? The Heat are. What? Let me tell you though. Listen, the Heat are good. They play hard. There's no pressure on them right now in the regular season. As a matter of fact, I think they over overachieved it in my eyes. Because when you look at the backcourt of, of Dunn and Robinson. They got Hero. These are three young guys that they depend on. Now, get them in a playoff set deep in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to be ready for the spotlight yet. They haven't played any meaningful games yet. And that's well, all I'm saying. They got a bright future. They got well, a bright future, this. but they're just young. They just look, well, at, look at what Van Vliet is doing to them today. You know, they're going to have backcourt issues. We well, go in a playoff setting. It's a little bit different when your backcourt well, are, are two rookies. 
Well, we talk, we talking about the defending champs. We talking about Toronto, the team that's coming out the East, not the Bucks. And on the other hand, Miami got a team full of dogs, Pete. They got uh, multiple bodies that they could throw at Giannis. I'm talking about Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, Bam out of the Bayou, Kendrick Nunn probably is second or third in rookie of the year. Jimmy Butler is more clutch than Giannis is in the playoffs. But let me talk about my Raptors real quick and how Fred Van Fleet is doing. Hey, hey, Rachel, you know this sound right here? That is the Briggs you know truck. Is, huh? That is the Briggs truck. I know that, that sound that, anywhere. That, that, that's the duck lap truck backing up. Uzziah Missouri. He, he backing it up to him, Rachel. About to pay him that bag. I'm not about to get back and forth with Pete about the Miami <laughs> Heat. Miami Heat won't smoke with the Bucks. I love how close this game is. I love watching these two teams. I hope that we get to see more of this in the playoffs. All right, it's crunch time here on the jump. Over back to the W. Sabrina Ionescu out indefinitely after spraining her ankle Friday night against the Dream in only her third game in the WNBA. So, Paul, how big of a setback do you think this is for the number one overall pick? Oh, it's a huge setback. You know what? I sprayed my ankle my rookie year, and I believe it cost me rookie of the year that year. I came out with rookie of the month and sprained my ankle. <laughs> I missed a few games. I just wasn't the same the rest of the year. This is a big uh, setback, not only for her, her team, but for the whole league in general because she's an exciting player to watch. Well, look, I'm not a franchise player. Rachel never was. Doc held me back, so I, I, I don't know. <laughs> First time I really got injured is when I tore my ACL seven years uh, into my career because I didn't have to carry that much of a load. I didn't have to do step backs, crossovers, and hezzes. I leave that to uh, Paul and the superstars and Sabrina, but I wish her a speedy recovery. Absolutely. All right, hip-hop mogul, former Raptor Master P said that fellow MC J. Cole is training for a potential NBA tryout just like he did years back. So. Perk, how do you feel about hip-hop artists trying to hoop in the league? If, hey, no limit soldiers, I thought I told you. <laughs> hey, Rachel, hey, listen, Master P did it. Master P did it. Why he can't do it? Master P went done. He played for the Raptors, played Master for New Orleans. Master P mostly Brisbane. kind of did it. <laughs> Let's be I'm honest. Just saying, I'm just saying, Rachel, why not? Give it a shot. You never know. Let Listen, I, I like him in a rec ball league, maybe even the G League, but the NBA, come on now. Not the NBA, baby, not All yet, right. J. Cole. <laughs> With an opportunity to go for a game-tying three inside the final five seconds of Blazers-Celtics last night, Damian Lillard passed up the shot and hit Yusuf Nurkic for a layup instead. Dame said after the game, he's like, I, I just I just overthought it. So, Paul, what did you think when you saw Dame pass the ball in that spot where they needed three points? Man, that was mind-boggling to me because I'm used to Dame getting himself in that situation, giving me a step back from 30 because we've seen him do it. And yep. so, you know, in that situation, it was mind-boggling for him to take the two with them being down three points. Well, I mean, I bet he won't make that mistake again, though. But listen, listen. He had 16 assists, so he was so used to dishing it out that he just forgot. He was contributing so well to getting people involved. He just lost track. He was in his dime mode. He was in his magic bag. I give Dame a pass. I guarantee you he won't pass it up again. 
Look, no Dave way. has played so well here in the bubble. Every game is so important for Portland, though, because they are trying to get into those play-in seeding games. All right, we're running out of time, but I do want to circle back to the Lakers. They're taking on the Jazz tonight right here, ESPN, 9 Eastern. LeBron, guys, is averaging 18 points over his first two games here inside the bubble. That is seven points under his scoring average for the regular season. He's only shooting 38% from the field, 33% from three. Perk, are you concerned about this at all? No, I'm not, but this is Braun's problem. I don't like when he comes out and try to get everyone involved first. When Braun come out in attack mode, in the first quarter, first couple of minutes, looking to score is one of the reasons why he got 30,000 plus points. Then it carries over. But when I'm watching him in the first two games, he's looking to pass and he's being too passive. Be aggressive, bro. Go to the hoop. Do your thing offensively and then get everybody involved. Get your rhythm back. But he'll be fine. Yeah, LeBron is the last person I'll be concerned about uh, in this situation. I mean, we've never had this issue with LeBron. Yes, he is older, so he's going to take a couple more games to get back in the rhythm. Uh, and so, you know, as long as LeBron is healthy going into the playoffs, that's all that matters. You know, the Lakers are going to secure the number one seed. He can coast in these last couple games until he gets his legs under him. But LeBron will be ready for the playoffs, and he's going to be on a mission. And, Paul, he'll tell you his legs are fine, that it is more about him, yes, trying to find opportunities for his teammates. And, Kendrick, you're right. Sometimes he's just got to go out and look to create his own shot. He and I spoke before this game tonight because I'm going to be on the sidelines tonight, and he said that he is going to look to do that more. So I am very curious to see if that actually is what happens coming out against the Jazz. But, but All right, LeBron I gotta get... got... Hmm? Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. But LeBron got to remember, when he scores 30 points, they haven't lost a game this year. So yep. he got to keep mm. that in the back of his mind. Yep, no, you're absolutely right, Paul, for sure. All right, our league pass game of the night, Spurs versus Sixers, 8 o'clock Eastern. We talked about Philly's struggles this past weekend earlier in the show, so let's focus on, focus on San Antonio. The Spurs are 2-0 and inside of the bubble, friends. San Antonio only two games behind Memphis for that eighth spot. They would clinch a play-in scenario if the season ended today. It would be them facing the Grizzlies. So, Paul, are we sleeping on the Spurs' chances of making the playoffs for a 23rd consecutive season, which is insane? <laughs> This is insane. I mean, we have totally swept the San Antonio Spurs under the rug coming into the bubble. <laughs> all this excitement right. about New Orleans, all this excitement about Portland finally healthy. But listen, this is a coaching genius over there in Popovich. <laughs> Down some players, and he's able to put his team in position for the playoffs once again. This is unprecedented. Pop continues to amaze with whatever he throws out there on the court. And they quickly flying under the radar. I, I agree. One thing I would never do is count out the great Greg Popovich. And when LaMarcus Aldridge had surgery, I looked at their lineup and I said, you know what? He's going to make an adjustment. And they've been going small. And when you look at their lineup, they have the pieces to do it. To go small, get up and down with a lot of firepower. And that's what they're doing right now because, again, the bubble is still somewhat an AU setting and some type yep. of street ball setting. So the great adjustment by the great Greg Popovich. Absolutely. All right, guys, this just in at the buzzer. Pacers coach Nate McMillan saying that Victor Oladipo will not play tonight in the first game of back-to-back. -back. He scored 15 points in a win over the Sixers Saturday. 
Oladipo expected to be available for tomorrow's game versus the Magic. So, Paul, how much do you think Oladipo can contribute? Remember, he debated whether he would even play in the bubble or not. Well, they're just, you know, monitoring his minutes. You know, he is coming off an injury from a year ago. And so he's going to pace himself. He almost didn't play in the bubble. So they're saving him for the long run, for the playoff run, and rightfully so. Hey, great job by the great job by the Pacers and Coach Nate McMillan. And listen, they will be a tough out in the playoffs. They underrated. They got some guys over there that could go to Holiday Brothers and TJ Warren dropped the fifty-piece wing dinner. Watch out for them. <laughs> you know I want to see that Pacers Heat matchup when it happens. I'm just waiting for that one. All right, guys, that's it for today. <laughs> We're on ESPN two. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today.